Good morning, it's Kate joining you live this morning to talk with um, someone else who is involved with the Making Zen online retreat. Uh, so you're in for a real treat today. We're going to be talking to Yuko and she is a Japanese lady based in Sydney, Australia and she is involved with, um, well, I don't want to give too much away before we introduce her. So let's see if she is um, around. And what she does. So I've just pressed the, the invite button. Hopefully she'll join us soon. Here we go. We have wonderful connection. Hello. Hello and welcome. Hello. Okay. So I've just pressed the, the invite button. Hopefully she'll join us soon. Here we go. Hello. We have wonderful. <laughs> Hi, Kate. Hello. Can always you hear me? when you hear yourself back. <laughs> Sorry. I said it's always interesting when you hear yourself coming through the screen again. Oh, definitely. I hate my voice. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Good to see you, Kate. Yes, likewise. It's so nice to connect with you face to face. We've been doing lots of emailing and sending things back and forward in the post, which is super That's delightful. Right. And right. um, yeah, it's really oh, nice to connect with you. Great. Hang on. I'm just not very savvy with these things. There we go. I hope um, I won't lose my phone. Not a problem. And I also want to say a big thank you because um, I know in Australia right now it's 11 o'clock at night. So oh, no thank you so much. No problem at all, Kate. Well, I, I think a lot of people are wondering what is what are we talking about because I was alluding to some of the marvellous things that you do, but I didn't want to give the game away before you joined on. Sure. So would you like to share a little bit about what you do and how, how you reached out to me and all that kind of stuff? Sure. Um, so my passion, I've got an e-commerce, it's shokuninstore.com. Um, we sell um, traditional Japanese crafts, um, many of which is um, blade tools, like kitchen tools, gardening tools, um, sewing tools, of course, and homewares. And um, so I do deal with a lot of um, Japanese traditional craftsmen. And I started my business because my husband's a landscaper and um, he loves Japanese tools and that's where we started. So we've got a wider range of gardening tools, but since I'm in the driver's seat, um, for the past couple of years um i've taken over the business he's too busy designing whatever garden so i've taken over also um i did take over because i have um uh, come to uh, realize that our traditional crafts in particular um scissors are facing um near extinct I think that I think there are a couple of reasons, um, but one big reason is like fashion, you know, fast fashion. Um, it's it's killing the the businesses that are uh, you know making things with more care, mm. hand sewn crafts. Uh, it's the same thing. Um, we've got this um, crafts going at least for I would say four hundred years, and um, but you know when you look around. Uh, all these scissors and knives, they come with the plastic handles. They're, they're different these days. And mm -hmm. I find that these craftsmen are trying to, or, or 
they're probably forced to compete in prices. Mm. But but I'm I'm actually doing this business to tell you that um, in particular the scissors Japanese scissors are you know it, it versus non Japanese scissors they're like um, apples and oranges yes they're they're very different products and I can probably show you a um, little bit before I bore you to death but um, and also I'm I find that. Um, not many female um, are in this business. Blades, mm. business. the men make the blades. You know that they, they distribute, they sell, and you know there's there's hardly any of us. So I thought that'd be interesting. In fact, I have found very niche markets, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and um, yeah. So so it's a, it's 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 very interesting, Kate. Oh. I could imagine and um, I was totally fascinated when you reached out and mentioned that it's um it's a it's because it's so special and it, it's special in the sense that not everybody does it and mm -hmm. to have a pair of these beautifully handcrafted whether they're secateurs or a knife or uh, there's the scissors or the the sips yep those beautiful things they working with them when you're a sewist or a gardener or whatever the tool is um, that you're working with you immediately notice the quality the difference in the quality between something that is handmade and something that is mass produced that's um, right um mm. you do have a pair so you know what i'm talking about but yeah, yeah these yeah this is this is um um, are we going to give away our secret? Or that some we... lucky person might get a prize. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. This is this is it. Yeah. So this is the grip scissors. I don't know if you can see this. Yeah, and they're just absolutely stunning. To think that they're made from one sheet of metal that, that has right. been yes. hammered and bent and sharpened and you were in our correspondence you were saying that it can take between is it eight and ten years just to get the blades just right yes it's while, while I was telling you about the the um, the job that takes about eight to ten years to master is the mm. back blade um, I'll show you what I mean um, yeah. because that's one of the uh, big differences between Japanese scissors and non-Japanese scissors is that it's the back blade. When I started this business, I met one of the makers, um, Big Boss, and we were just marveling at, um, you know, the, the, the edge, as you see in the front. That's where everyone goes, oh, how sharp they look, you know, that. And he laughed at me and said, you don't know blades, do you? Because <laughs> he said, if you do know blades, you look at the back. Is that so I'll show you, yes, I'll show you what he meant because now I know. Also, I have seen them make them as well. And apparently this is the one um, very difficult skill to acquire when you're an apprentice. And um, that's um, a lot of scissors in the market. They don't do anything like this. So that's why uh, one of the reasons why I say Japanese scissors versus non-Japanese scissors. Mm. Okay, so if you can see this big one, mm -hmm. you can see what I mean. See that there? Oh, yes. It's concave. Yeah. And a big, big blade like this, it's very apparent. But when you get to this small scissors, you can't see with your mm. eyes. 
but they are all concave. Japanese mm -hmm. are all concave in the back. So, yeah, you marble up the, the edge. Of course, that's difficult too. Yeah. But this, to get it right, it takes about eight to ten years. So I'll show you this big one so you, you can see. But, yeah, every scissor um, like that, you can't see. But, yeah, no. it's concave. So if you ever sharpen Japanese scissors, don't vigorously rub at the back because that's, that, that's what makes it cut. And, uh. yeah, because it's, um, see that, that gap, like a little um, thing there? That mm. stops because the blade is not flat like that. It's sort of like, you know, mm. sort of concave. And that stops all the gibberish, you know, whatever you're cutting you know, like a little pieces of um, threads or whatever, it stops there, keeping the edge clean. So it's the self-cleaning mechanism. Uh, oh, and so? Yeah. Oh, so that's very difficult. And um, a lot of these guys call the other scissors toys because for them, you know, if it's not done, it, it won't, they won't cut properly mm. Is, mm. is how different uh, Japanese scissors are. So, um, apart from that, the steel's different. You know, um, I bought this um, clothesline um, thing, you know, where you fold and, you know, put it inside its house or you can put it in the garden mm -hmm. uh, recently. And um, it just went orange. And I was quite shocked. It's stainless steel, but um, it was made by cheap stainless steel yeah. and then it just goes rust and orange yeah but i'm from japan and i wasn't used to you know getting things like that go orange on me so <laughs> so then you learn that there are 200 different stainless steel you know the top one being the really strong you know corrosion resistant you know the the type you make bullet trains for example to mm. those ones that I must have bought, you know, that's just a couple of days in the rain that goes orange. Yeah. So, so the steel is very different. Um, these are not stainless steel. These are high carbon um, steel. Even those, they, you know, someone said to me um, when I was trying to, you know, learn how to do my job, um, I'm still learning heaps about steel, but yeah. someone said to me, because people like you who think steel, Japanese steel's FE, you know, that's the chemical. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not just FE. It's got carbon. It might have other rare metals in them. You know, it, it's all the combinations of, of those chemicals mm -hmm. that makes the steel. And depending on who uses them, how you use them. And um, uh, this these are different to garden tools because they don't get wet. Right. But right. so so it, they last forever, yeah. and that's why I said I've got one of these uh, that I got from my grandmother. I'm mm. in the fifties, so you know they they live forever, mm. and I'm ready to, to pass on to my kids once I've sharpened them. So you know th th these things last for a very very long time, three generations. It's not unusual. Yeah. 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 You, um, sorry to interrupt there, but something I found really interesting, lots of things actually, but one of the things I was wondering about is, so the scissors, the snips, 
they're very sharp and they will probably retain their sharpness for a very long time. Yes, if they that's do, right. And, but if, for example, they do need to be sharpened, how, how does one care for them? Um, if you've got a, like a, a sharpener, uh, this is a profession in Japan, uh, which mm. I don't find a lot outside of Japan, mm. but if some, some people learn them there and, um, you know, and um, you, you might have a, a sharpener that are um, taught by Japanese or that they know the Japanese ways, particularly they need to know about the back blades, etc. because right. you, you, might, you might, you know, they might ruin them if you don't if they don't know about Japanese blades. But I find that um, the view in, you know, around us, especially States, Canada, I'm sure there are, but the safest thing is to, you know, bring them back to the makeup, right. which I do, <laughs> yeah. But you will find that you, you know, you won't feel the need for a long, long, long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If I ever needed to resharpen my my snips, I would bring them back to you. Sure, yeah? sure. But tell okay. me, I, I think I won't hear from you for years. Though. <laughs> like my my husband, who is um, um, you know landscaper, and he used to have to sharpen his tools. Say he was using Felco. It's a Swiss made. You know, three every three weeks, oh, and really? he used to have them, you know, broken. So he'll buy them um, every five years, but now, uh, sorry, no, no, sorry, every five months. Every five months. But now, coming to six years, he hasn't even touched wow. his his. You know, so I say to him, "There's no Japanese gardener that won't sharpen or maintain their gear for that long." You know, mm -hmm. this is this is really embarrassing. And he's like, "But why though? Do why do I have to do anything? They're sharp." You know, they're sharp as I bought them, which is not true, but that's how he feels. Mm. Like no Japanese, you know, gardener would go without doing anything for that long. So all the makers see his Instagram and what he does, the videos is like horrified and say, you can't tell your husband to get them cleaned. And, you know, <laughs> but he's like, but why though? You know, yeah. why don't I have to do anything? So that's that's how it is. So you know, but yeah. if you need to to get it sharpened, yeah, by all means, come to me. Yeah. I'll I'll be happy to yeah get it maintained. <laughs> but I I have to say I haven't sharpened my grandmother's for I don't know probably about forty yeah. years. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to come up for a, a, with another excuse to come and visit you then in that case. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so the thing about the Japanese scissors is that um, you need to maintain them. You need to keep them dry. You know, they're not disposable mm. and mm. they can last for three generations if you wish. Do you and, need to put oil? Sorry to interrupt. Not, uh, not, not really for those because, you know, I mean, these, I brought the other ones that I wanted to show you too. These are different makers, Yashoka Hamano. Um, you see, these are, this is fabric and this oh. is more like a felt work, a sort of compact, you know, nice to maneuver around the fabrics. Yeah. Um, yeah, so these, they don't get wet. So you will find that they'll be sharp forever. Mm. A bit different to, you know, the, the gardening scissors or, you know, kitchen scissors. They're, they'll be a bit different. But, mm. so, yeah. So, so, but, yeah, these are, uh, 
um, actually made out of the most expensive steel. Here it says, I don't know if you can see, there's, there's some characters there. It says Aogami there in Japanese, and it, it means blue steel. It's a Hitachi uh -huh. Yasugi blue steel, which means um, they're same maker. It's, there's got a sticker there. It's, it said they've got a, a lot of grays, and these are similar steel. And these are already very premium. Like you, if you go to, you know, DIY shops and buy all these tools, these are, can cost anything from five to 10 times more, it just in material. So mm -hmm. they're premium steel. Mm -hmm. But this one, the blue steel, is really expensive. And when you're sharpening, you, you see, you know, I can just show you, he does, you see his sharpening. Yeah, this is the guy who makes these, yeah. Yashiro Kasan. Mm -hmm. And see the um, flame is orange. Mm -hmm. This one gives you blue flame. It's so hard and it's very hard to make. Mm -hmm. But but um, as a result, they stay sharper, longer, and yeah. it's better for us. But yeah. it's it's a, a pain for makers yes. to deal with. I um that makes perfect sense actually because just thinking about it like a blue flame is a hotter flame so the hotter the steel is harder so it needs that hotter flame to That's be able right. to yeah yes it's very hard yeah yes and I also so, really um, yeah go on I was just going to say I really like with the scissors because I've encountered this with um, cheaper versions you'll have beautiful blades but the um, the mechanism, the nut that holds it together is plastic and breaks. And so I really was, I, I really like, and I was admiring the, um, the or is it bronze um, mechanism that holds the two blades together? Yes, these are, these are um, another, yeah, metal. Um, when you, yeah, it's, um, these things become plastic and, you know, like mm. they, it's, these are one piece steel here, you mm. know, and then makes two blades. But often this steel here and that steel there is different. It's it's sort of connected. Okay. So those ones, they don't last very long mm. and obviously they're not as strong. Mm. So also the other difference between Japanese and non-Japanese is that these things are often um, cast iron, even if they are iron mm -hmm. the cast iron these are forged ah. so you know one piece of metal and you know heat cool hammer you know heat hammer cool you know those um, processes mm -hmm. and that adds more obviously you know to the to making the scissors making them a little bit more expensive but they are not doing that for nothing that you know they to make you know sharper stronger all those things um it's better to be forged, yes. hand forged. Yeah. yeah. So that's why they can't be mass produced. One, the back blades also hand forging. But the results, um, if you've never used Japanese scissors, please do anything from craft to sewing to garden to kitchen because mm. they are different. Mm. And um, But also I have to say that these days there are a lot of um, fakes. Oh. So. Unfortunately, yeah. So you have to find uh, the, the distributor that are directly connected to the makers and then purchase. Yeah, unfortunately, they 
co copy even to the box like so. you know the logo logo and laser making uh markings is made in japan mm -hmm. so you've got to be careful um that, but um yeah because i wouldn't have thought that they there would be that kind of market but i guess it makes sense yeah that's one of the reasons why um i started doing this like just just sort of educating people because yeah, I, I read a lot in like Japanese Twitters and whatever that there's be careful, there's fake and, you know, we're suing this company, but they're losing all that sort of stuff, but all in Japanese. And I said to the makers, we have to say those things in English because, you know, no one is listening. Yeah. And yeah, so that's, that's why I started sort of going around to people, you know, telling the differences between the scissors and um, how to choose them and how to look after them. Mm. Yes. Mm. Well, it, it does. I mean, um, just my experience with the snips that you've sent me, I absolutely adore them. And I've been doing a lot of stitching on the weekend. And great. it's it's just such a pleasure to pick them up and make a little snip, make such a, a pleasurable sound and they feel nice in your hands. And yes. it's, um, it's, you really can feel the quality uh, between those. I remember the first time I discovered that style of scissor snip was when I was in Japan, but it was the cheap version. So they didn't have, um, the blades were actually bolted to the metal piece. Yes, yes. The, the There's handle. loads of that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and so um, even Japanese, they started buying them. Like they're more price conscious than than some and um mm. yeah that's that's sort of killing the craftsmanship as well mm. and um but you know kenshi terasaki-san makes them one by one thinking of the consumers and how we use them and um it's actually quite an art i oh, i actually don't want to sell these in you know those diy shops i actually want to go to places like louvre museum or something like that from gift shops because yeah. that's what they are mm. I said to them, you know, if you, you can't mass produce them, so, so they can't be Calora, they have to be Ferrari, mm. you know, you, it's, that's how different they are. And yeah, so I'm glad that you, you see the differences. These are, these are really, really easy to go very close to um, the, you know, the sled or whatever you're cutting. Mm. And it's such a precision that gives you and instead of putting hot, uh, fingers into your those you know round holes like those, mm. you just grab them and cut them. It's it's very efficient. Yeah. And I I do kimono sewing. I've got a teacher who teaches me. Yeah, I go to class and haven't been for a while, but yeah. So these are must item. And I could, I want to show you, Kate, a few. Um, you've got these, but. Mm. I'm there's a few different versions. I'm pleased to different... these out because yeah. just knowing that there are different styles for different um, uses as well is really good to know. Yeah, it's really complicated because I mean, it isn't really, but because everyone asks me, so which one do I get? Okay, I would say this. I'm sorry, that, that one, this. this is the standard, the one that you've got. Yes. And, and um, you see, this one's got longer blades. Mm -hmm. It's shorter blades, easier to handle. Um, okay. So this is what I call standard. 
and these are you know some people like longer blades and these are also um, used in, I don't know if you've seen um, Japanese uh, tea cakes it and um, they they make a shape of flowers and you know they they use oh, these to do chrysanthemums, for example, like those tiny little, yeah. you know, yes. so the cake, cake decoration they use these for. Wow. And, and um, also, I have to show you up close. Can you see the difference between, can you see, um, these mm -hmm. and that? Okay, so this one, see, one side is sort of round, mm -hmm. the other one's sharp can you see that mm -hmm. why is because this goes on the bottom and when you're <laughs> cutting um dedicate fabric like silk you don't want to pinch you know fabric and then damage that mm -hmm. so the one side that goes on the bottom is round <laughs> to protect your fabric so this is called katama literally the translate is well bottom round bottom round yeah so, so these are speciality, you know, um, they sell really well, actually. But I think people must like the differences. But, you know, I would say if you're only going to have one pair, this. Yeah, that's the, this is the standard, yeah. yeah. And, um, I mean, if people like the long blade. But this is easier to use. And if you're doing, you know, work with silk or josette or something dedicated, these are mm -hmm. popular as well. One as well. Oh, yeah. So, mm. so basically, because this is all handmade, Kenshi can um, listen to you, and if you've got special request, you want the handle longer, you know, whatever, he can actually custom make. Oh wow! Of course, it takes a while, but you yeah. know, you can do all of that because you might as well. You you're gonna have this for forty years or fifty years. You you can do that. Yes. That's right. And they will, will last last a lifetime. I remember, I think for my 18th birthday, I was given a very special pair of scissors for fabric cutting. And they were like wow. strictly used for fabric cutting. And that's it. And I still have them. And they, oh, wonderful. Work. they probably need to be um, sharpened now. There's a, the blade starting to go a little bit rusty. I must have dropped a cup of tea or a drop of tea or something like that on it. But it just goes to show that if you buy quality materials and look after them, That's they right. will absolutely last and, like you say, become an heirloom that you can pass down That's to right. your future sewers as well. That's right. So it's just, it's not expensive. Even if they are 500, you know, $500, they're not. It's not expensive when you think about the quality of uh, steel that they use. Also the care you know, that goes into making them. Yeah. Also, if you can pass on for that generations, you know, um, it, they're not. And this is one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about as well, that, mm. that in Japan, like, I didn't know this too, but um, when I was making kimono, my teacher would co collect the, you know, bent um, needles and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. I was going to tell you this. And um, I said to her, why are you collecting them? Like, why aren't you throwing them? And she collects it from the students and she goes to this shrine um, that's um, a special um, shrine for steels and needles and you know anything that's steel mm. that mm. she put you know she puts them in there and and then thank 
you know, for the usage. And that's how we, I guess they will uh, uh, recycle afterwards, oh, all the steel like that are recycled. Yeah, but that's, you know, it's, that's how we sort of treat our steel. It's, it's a very, a, you know, we're expensive commodity, and, mm -hmm. but it's got life to be recycled and doing to, you know, um, they can make something else. Mm -hmm. We don't throw them away. Mm -hmm. In fact, they're about 300 points throughout Japan that you can um, put these, you know, finished steel like scissors or saw or whatever um, into. It's usually stationed in a place like DIY shops. Oh, that they, yeah, that's mm. right. So I do that too. You know, like the bland knives that you can't revive anymore all that sort of stuff when mm. they also um oh, i have to show you see this is easier um so these this bit here the sorry about that bit there well, that mm -hmm. makes edge to to here that's a different steel japanese oh. sandwiches those um blades you know, with the different steels and because this has to be processable, you will be sharpening. Mm. So they've got to be, you know, um, that's, a, that's, that's got a bit of a steel to, that's good for making edge, yes. but that has to be more maybe harder. I don't know. You don't, you're not going to sharpen there. So that's a different, mm. but, but that doesn't, um, it's, it's really hard to explain it, but that's one piece of metal that's sandwiched, you know. So that's another reason why the Japanese scissors cut. And so as you sharpen them for, you know, as you use them for years and years, they would be shorter and narrower. Yes, I see and, what you mean. And, yeah, Western scissors or... Uh, steel products they have the same steel throughout but when this right. edge finishes you can't sharpen that to be an edge because that's a different steel to that yeah but so, so that's when it's finished and i'm smiling because i love that idea of keeping something and using it and sharpening it and using it and loving it and until you kind of can't use it anymore I love that whole idea of being able to do that and just sure. I don't know. I'd have a feel like a real sense of satisfaction of going, look, I've used up my scissors so much that <laughs> they can't, yes. they can't be sharpened anymore. <laughs> yes, uh, you, know, you know, just even even needles, like something yeah. that small, yeah, can um, yeah. you know reincarnate to something else. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah, I um going back to the um the shrine for the steel. I didn't realize that because I've seen images for the pins and the needles. And yes. I didn't didn't realize that was for all steel. So that's fabulous. I mean, what a wonderful wonderful way of thanking these materials for their use and then giving them back to be repurposed. That's that's yeah. right. And there's another type of shrine for blacksmiths to go to. Is that so? Um, a special, yeah. So they, they, I, I guess it's for safety. I guess it's for you know, prosperity and business, mm. and um, yeah. So the religion and those things are quite uh, well connected, and mm. you know, it's in a culture for a long, long time. Yeah. And yeah. in fact, um, I found a lot of, you know, I, I'm based in Australia. I see a lot of Australians 
when they're finished with the um well there's they've they've done really have a notion of using it over and over like you know sharpening it using it when they finished like my husband was mm -hmm. before he mm -hmm. met me he had to just throw them away because it's just no good i mean the cheap but the cheap steel that you just can't care no you can't maintain no. you're gonna have to have a good steel like these to be able to maintain and repair and use it over and over again. Yeah. So you need to invest in the in the beginning. But so he used to throw them away. And I, I was horrified. And a lot of makers, you know, said no to selling me because they said, you, they're not going to get it. They're going to throw it away. And I said, mm -hmm. not, not on, you know, we need to tell them that this is how, you, you know, you use them. And then mm -hmm. they can learn that. If you don't tell them at all, of course they're not going to know because they're used to different type of tools. Yes. You know, that's, um, and then, yeah, so some, actually some makers said no to me. They didn't want to sell it to me. But now, uh, because I, I actually, you know, promote the use of something that lasts longer, you know, more sustainable. And um, I find that a lot of non-Japanese people, um, it resonate more than actual, you know, people over there because yeah, they just want they just want something cheap and they used to, you know, some sharp blades that cut. You know, they, they I guess they don't appreciate as much. Yeah. And I find that yeah, it, I think um, my audience definitely they they really appreciate and they they ask me all the time how to look after them. So I said to them, see, they do get it. You yeah. just need to tell them. In yeah. English, you know. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, and that's the thing too. I think sometimes I was reflecting upon this the other day. It's the value we give things. So, because of the amount of time that goes into making the product and the the good quality materials that go into the product, that reflects in the value of the product, which means right. that you also not only appreciate the good the good quality but you appreciate it more because you have had to pay that extra for it so you're going to respect it more and care for it versus say two dollars that you get down at the dollar store or something like that it's a totally different way of engaging with objects how we our perceptions of things so yes. like you said it's so important for people to be able to understand the quality, um, the handcrafted um, uh, part of it all as well, that it, each each blade is made by hand. And... Yes, yes. And it is like an um, art piece because it's all one by one, you know, made um, individually. And uh, whereas this is all in Japanese, but he, Kenshi, engraves his name there. And... I, I think these are from um, back in those times where we had the samurai warriors, you know, um, they all had swords and, you know, what's the word for it? The, the, the handle bit, not the steel bit, the handle bit. Mm -hmm. You have to take them apart and there's this like a little oh, yes. um, steel yeah. bit there that connects to the, um, the wood or whatever the handle is, mm -hmm. that's where the artist would leave their name. Oh, and interesting. Yeah. Oh. And then, then on top of, of that, that bit there, they might have the, the, 
user's name who commissioned the samurai that commissioned that sword and i think that's still alive that custom because you you have that you know maker's name so it's like you know when you buy a piece of art they sign the bottom of the you know drawings or whatever and um paintings and that's the sort of thing that they do and um one of my makers used to um engrave you know with a fee your name but because of yeah because that's how how it should be Mm. and but because of all this um and problems that they face, they they stop doing that. I hope you know they 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 start offering that as well. But um, that was a very popular service because, like you say, you know it's your own. You you have attachment to it. You want to look after it for life. Mm. You know that's the sort of thing. And back in those days, the sunrise, when you know they in a battle, they kill each other, whatever. And one thing they want to get if the other one's a good samurai and have a very expensive sword, they want to get that. And they engrave their name next to the ones that they defeated. Oh, wow. So, you know, that's, yes. Yeah, so that's the sort of, it's it's a tool, but it's an art art piece. It's, you know, it's very Japanese because if you look at... um, uh, tea ceremony, like you know the bowl. I'll sh- uh, um, I'll show you something like this. You know, um, like this tea bowl. Beautiful. Have you seen one of those? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, so these are like hand painted, you know, gold and whatever the artist's name. But you get to drink it. It's very Japanese. It's a tool. Every everyday tool but it's an art piece yes yes so that's the sort of you know yeah the philosophy behind all the tools i guess it's you know we yeah. can and use it with care that's, and that's a really nice way of thinking about it too is because each of the craftsmen that create these objects they're master craftsmen which are artists so you're right. in, in essence working with a, an artist or an artwork that's right yeah. yeah that's how i feel and you know you want to pass it on to your kids yeah. and um yeah, yeah. so they're, they're quite proud they've got their all their names engraved there and um you know their material because it's like you know it's like an art piece you you, you want to tell them how, how you know exactly what they are yeah. how precious they are yeah. Oh my goodness. Yuko, it's been so lovely talking today. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my goodness, it's been wonderful. I've learned so much. It's so nice to connect. How can people find out more about you and the beautiful scissors and snips and shears and everything that you have? Um, visit our website, www.shockeningstore.com. Um, that's the best way. I've got a lot of product information in there. But you, your audience is more than welcome to email me. And if I can't answer, I'm sure my uh, craftsmen back home can because they know tons about steel. I'm still learning. Yeah, um, yeah but it's, it's a in- very interesting 
field. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it really is. Yes, yes. it totally is. And it, 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 what you've just touched upon today really has kind of illuminated so much for oh, for me and my understanding. And I'm sure everybody who has participated as well. I, I think a lot of people are now reconsidering the scissors that they use and looking for maybe if they're looking for um, a pair of scissors for life to go go and visit your store. Something it's a great gift too because you know you will remember who gave you. Yes. That's right, exactly. That's right. And yes. um, we've just had Mother's Day, but it's never too late to um, put out an extra hint yep. if you need something right. else or even just as a, a nice treat to yourself for um, when you're working with fabrics and, and uh, sewing all the time. So the website, again, um, probably the easiest way I would suggest is pop into Yuko's um, Instagram. Yes. Would you suggest? Yes. Uh, which is at the top of this live here. You should be able to click on the button and it will take you through to Yuko's page. But Yuko, would you like to read um, your website out again so people can find you? Um, like spell it out? Yeah, let's do that. Yes, okay. It's Shokunin Store. Shokunin actually is artisans. So I is what is, that is. Yes. Ah. yes. It's S-H-O-K-U. N I N and it's store S T O R E dot com dot com. Okay, great, excellent. And we'll put links in the comments below so that people Thank can, you, can find yes. you. Yeah, not Thank a pleasure you. at all. I'm so excited and the one last thing I wanted to share so Yuko has very generously provided one lucky person who is participating in the making Zen retreat um, they are going to win a pair so this is so generous they're valued at about $150 I do believe bit less than that yeah mm. um, yeah yeah um, in in the Canadian dollars? Oh, I don't know. It's about it's... yeah, it's about hundred, I think thirty or something in um Aussie dollars. So it'll be around hundred for for you guys, I think. About, the, yeah, about so... the same. And um, so they're just the most beautiful snips, and they're so wonderful to work with. You'll um, fall in love with them, and you'll probably want to rush out and get some for the garden. Well the equivalent for the garden and also for working in the kitchen as well. So yes. sign up for um, the Making Zen online retreat. You can do that through the link in my bio. And um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we wrap up, Yuko? Did I get to know who wins? Of course. Absolutely. Oh, lovely, <laughs> lovely. Yay. And um, we're, we're finalising the details, but it's going to be um, – every day people are creating in response to the making zen online retreat so there's four different artists um showing how to make a particular um product or item or um even sometimes a process and we're inviting people to come back onto the facebook group and share with us what they've made so it will be some way shape or form related to that so yes definitely oh, wonderful. yeah wonderful. You, you will be involved with the process Oh, I look forward to seeing everyone's work, and yeah, I do. I do love following your Instagram, so do do post more, and yeah. yeah. And um, you know, one more thing, Kate. I I really love how 
you guys are embracing Sashiko because mm -hmm. that's again, you know, sort of um, fading traditions mm -hmm. in Japan. And, and I think the Japanese people are sort of, you know, uh, um, I don't know, uh, just, just let, it, let it slip through our culture and, and, and daily lives and ways you're picking up and bringing it to another level. I love what you mm -hmm. do to jeans and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I, you know, it's so wonderful. As a Japanese, it's just, you know, it's, it's so good to see. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank oh. you. That's very nice. I, I love it. I, I just think it's fabulous. And um, I, the more people I can share it with, the better, because I just think it comes from such a great place, being able to mend your clothes, but they're also yes. such beautiful patterns. And, yep. you know, it's, it's just like the, the attention to detail again, going back mm, to how mm. everything is approached, uh, I feel, in Japanese philosophy. The attention to detail is impeccable, um, and yet it's it looks, um, what would you say, it's so refined in its aesthetic. So it's, yeah, I love it. So thank you. Yeah, I, I love the philosophy, and um, I love how you're, you know, keep going with it, yeah. in, you know, innovative with jeans and all that sort of stuff. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's so. important to see it being shared. So, yeah. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to seeing more of that. Thank you. Oh, you're most welcome. Well, I should let you get to bed. I'm sure you're probably <laughs> ready to. <laughs> no worries. Got a cup of coffee here. My kids are asleep. It's great. Yeah, nice time. Well, great that. to chat. You yeah. too. Thank you, Kate, for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.